We're not really taught about, no one really talks to us about it when we're growing up. Most of you here are familiar with the Svarm of the Bilvavi Mishkan Avna. Some of you maybe not. Those of you who are familiar with this with the Svarm know that he speaks clearly and directly about the essence of Yiddishkeit in a very, very real and remarkable way. It doesn't always mean that it pleases us or every single person can connect to it immediately. But over time, those who work at it, think about it, and go back and think about it, find that their lives change in a better way. And and um, I want to be able to go through the Sefer and to, to finish the Sefer this year. So up to Parak Yud, even if you weren't here before, even if you weren't here before, it still it will still hopefully make sense. It's better if a person would listen at least if they're if they're, probably their tapes because they're always machines that I'm put, given to put on. So I guess there must be some tapes of these things. To it would be Kedai to go over Parak tests if you have a little bit of time. To listen to Parak Tess. It would definitely be Kedai. It would make it, it, would make it a, a, a smooth transition as opposed to just beginning with Parak Yud because there is, there is some Hemshech. There is, there is continuity. It's not, it's not that it's not uh, any connection. There is a connection to what was before, but we could still go right there without, without having to go back and review. Keep in mind, like many I should say, like most Svarim, these were originally Shiurim that were given to men, not to women. Even though Schwartz has given Shiurim and does give Shiurim to women as well, but this particular, this particular Sefer was taught to a Chabur of men. And the men that he's talking to, the men that he's living with in Eretz Yisrael, are for the most part B'nai Yeshiva, are men of all different ages that are learning. So many of the examples that he uses are related to limit to learning, but can be applied to everything else in life. And that's how we begin here also. But the nekud is the inner point of what he's saying, is what's most important. The examples that he gives, we could give, we could give different examples that you feel more comfortable with. But, it, but just to understand that the framework, the Mesgeris, in which he was teaching this, was the Mesgeris of this Madras for guys. The Ibarn of the page Kuf Dalad, Perak Yud. Even though it seems like a long time ago, some of you might remember, we were talking about Tmimis and Pshitas, what it means to be Pashat. And Pashat, you know, in English, it's not accurate to say simple. 
unencumbered, uncomplicated, clear, straight. Tamimus Hamshitas. Let's try to bring this closer to our hearts, something that we understand in a very real and practical way. And he uses an example from learning. When a person sits down to learn, the first thought that a person has when sitting down to learn Torah would most likely be, and this is a pretty good, uh, we're talking about a pretty good guy, or a girl, a woman, that sits down to learn, would think, would ask Hashem, for a second, for a, a split second, Hashem, I, I'm asking you to grant me wisdom and understanding. To give me the kaiches to understand what is it that you're telling me in this piece of Torah that I'm going to learn. Does that sound like a proper kavanah to all of you? Huh? That's pretty good. Sounds good to me. You sit down to learn with Hashem and Davening every single day. Atuchayin lovem das, chameni richa, chachmavin avadas, or maybe namas, whatever your nusach is. We ask Hashem for that all the time. We're learning. Help me, I'm asking you to help me understand the Torah. So that seems to be a very, very um, proper, and more than proper, seems to be a terrific way to go into learning. And Rav Schwartz teaches us that it is wonderful. But really, it should be only the second thought, not the first thought. It's not Shlav Aleph. That's a very Shlav base, to ask for help. That's not Shlav Aleph. What's Shlav Aleph? Aleph Be'emez. Shezut Really, that should be the second thought that a person has. Again, we're using Torah, but it could be the, with any undertaking, with anything that we're trying to do in, in serving a Kaddish Baruch Or anything we're trying to do that's that's good. This should only be the second thought. Hamachshava harishayin. What's the first thought? Hamachshava harishayin tzvich eliyos. The first thought must be, should be, shuhu mesyashev lasik b'tayra ki zeru ritzani yisbarach. I'm, I am now sitting down to learn Torah. Why, why am I doing this? Before you ask for help, why am I? Why am I doing this? Why am I sitting now? Why am I opening up the Sefer to learn? Here we are. Gimel Marcheshvan is the outside of the Holy Vision tonight. Gimel Marcheshvan Tavshin Ayin So, why are we learning? Before we ask for help, help me understand what I'm learning. Before that, the reason that I'm learning is because it's the Rosh Hashem. Because it's Hashem's will. Sounds very simple, doesn't it? Try that throughout the course of the day. 
with different things that you're doing. To ask yourself, why am I doing this? And if you could sincerely say, because this is the Ras Hashem. If you can, and be'emes, 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 you mean it, and it's true. Then, Shlav Beis would be, I'm asking you to help me. Since I'm, since I'm doing this in order to serve you, and this is your Ratzin, this is what you want, I believe, this is what you want of me. If it's something which is confusing or you're not sure, obviously you have to discuss it with somebody who could help. But if you're confident that this is the Ratzin Hashem, learning Torah certainly is the Ratzin Hashem, there's no question. So when you sit down to learn something, or when you don't, or when you're going to do something to help a person, a chesed, or when you're helping or taking care of a child, or a friend, or a parent, whatever it might be, the first thing you say is, the first machshava, the first thought is, Kizarud What I'm about to do is the Rasnasha, is God's will. It sounds simple, but it's the most important thing in life. It's the Rasna Hashem. You know how many dumb things we wouldn't do if we would stop for a second and think about that? There'd be a lot of things we wouldn't do. A lot. And you know how many good things we would do? We would do a lot more good things. And not only that, but the, but the good things that we do would be lifted up to an entirely different level, which we learn, which we're going to learn now. The Kevin Shavitzanizbroch Shuhu Yaskel Viyavin. And because it's Hashem's will, it's Hashem's kivyoch, Hashem's desire that I learn. Learning is Hashem's will. So Hashem, may it be your will that I understand your Torah. That's already Slav base. The first thing is to establish clearly in one's, in one's mind and one's heart that what I'm about to undertake is the Ratzon Hashem. And we need to do that through the course of every day with what we do. So the reason I want to understand this piece of Torah is not because I want to be better informed. It's not because I want to be better informed. And if you're going to Shiram for three years, five years, ten years, and all that you're getting out of the Shiram is that you're more informed, not that that's not good, that's good. But if it's not drawing you if the Torah that you're learning is not attaching you more and more to the Bari Erlam, to the creator of the world, it means that there's something terrible that's missing. If all you have is more information, you're more of an informed Jew, a smarter Jew. But you're not a better Jew. You're not a Jew that's closer to the Bani the Tachlis of our lives, Kivis Elokim, closeness to the Bari Erlam. It means... That that shlav is most likely missing. That stage is most likely missing in your learning, and that your learning is for the tachlis of knowledge and information, not for the tachlis of the vegas b'shem, not for the tachlis of getting close to the shem. It could be the same thing when it comes to helping make a shower for a friend, or a shabbat brachis, or anything like that. To stop before, or when you're when you're beginning to work on things, to to ask yourself, what to say, to be misyashiv. 
Kizar with Sonia's Borchle Samech Yehudi. This is the Rosh of Hashem to be Misamech another Jew, to be Misamech a Kala, to be Misamech a Mechai, my friend. Even though sometimes that itself can be a heartbreaking thing because you were hoping to be your shower. But it's the Rosh of Hashem that I be Misamech, my friend. The Rosh of Hashem. It sounds so simple. But you could be busy your whole life. Not your whole life. You could be, you could be busy for a long time making showers and shower boxes and and all kinds of things, and being involved, and all kinds of good stuff, and standing in rooms, and hanging up signs, and pictures of the Chazmakala, and you know what, doing all kinds of stuff, and it's not making you closer to the Baruch. It's making you more popular. Yeah, you're getting more popular, but you're not getting close to the Baruch. You can understand. I already, made, I already made 43 showers for friends, and I don't feel any closer to Hashem's Baruch. I feel a lot poorer than I used to be. <laughs> because, you know, most of the time they never pay you back with this post and all that stuff. And I, um, I've i learned, I've picked up like a lot of awesome craft stuff over the years and and uh, how to pack things and set up tables and I, I could be this big party planner. But am I closer to the British one? Which is odd, isn't it? Because after all, making a shower blockers and, and, and being the Semech, your friend, by making a, whatever part of your shop, it certainly is the Ratzon Hashem. It's a good thing. I'm not saying the Ratzon Hashem is to spend all that money, but the Ratzon Hashem is to be a a person, a friend. It certainly is the Ratzon Hashem. So how come it's not making you closer to the Ratzon It should. Putting on film, davening, mitzvahs. All of this is supposed to make us closer to Tachem Shabbat. It's the Tachem of our lives. Mitzvah means tzavta, which means binding. The word mitzvah means the tzavais. Tzavta means something is glued together. So what's missing? So he says that a person has to stop. Why am I doing this? And since it's the Rasna Hashem, going back to learning Torah, since it's the will of Hashem that I learned Torah, then that's what I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand this Gemara. I'm trying to understand this piece of Rashi. I'm trying to understand this because Hashem wants me to try. I will mitzat atzmai. However, mitzat atzmai. Im ritzanish labari shaloi ask ask of aloyavim. If if it would be Hashem's will, if Hashem would want me not to understand this, not to understand this, let's say l'mashon. I mean, it sounds odd because Torah was supposed to understand. Well, let's give an example. A, a person is not supposed to be learning Kabbalah. He's not ready for that. It's not the time for him and so on. And he opens up a Kabbalah Sefer. So we could say that it's not the Ratzon Hashem for him to understand that at that time in his life. Not that the Sefer is not holy, but he has no business being with the Kabbalah Sefer. So it's not the Ratzon Hashem for him. So a person has to be able to say, even though I'm excited, I'm interested, oh, I always my whole life wanted to learn the Kisvehari, or to learn the Zara Kaddish, or to learn about this, these great mysterious things. I always wanted to do that, but I have to ask myself, is it the Ratzna Hashem that in my life right now, that I'd be learning these things instead of learning a Gemara a Rashi, or whatever, Maral? Is it the Ratzna Hashem that I'd be learning, that I'd be learning Kabbalah? So, if Hashem doesn't want me to understand, then I have to, I have to be honest about that. 
In other words, it's not the Torah itself that Hashem doesn't dafka want me to understand every single piece of Torah. I have to, I have to first, I first need to determine that this is the Ratzon Hashem. Now, if you're not sure, but you should be learning this thing, so you speak to somebody about it. But if it's not the Ratzon Hashem, so then why are you learning that? You're learning that because you want to be a Kabbalist. You're learning it because you want to be able to impress people. You want to be able to to, to have a, to open up a a website or something with your Kabbalistic uh, uh, nonsense. That's what you want to do. So that's not the Ratzon Hashem. Avol mitzar atzma imer tzana shal barishel lo yaskev leyavim. If it would be the Ratzon Hashem that you wouldn't understand this Torah, harayim askim b'pem marley ubeleiv shalom shaloy lahavim mulma. Then I accept Hashem. If it's your will that I not understand what I'm going to learn, then I accept that, and I'm not going to. Then I don't want to understand, and I accept it. It's not for me. The last paragraph on the page. The main thing that a person has to focus on when sitting down to learn, and I'm using this example of learning, but it could be, as I said, it could be with a shower or a shower box, or whatever. The main thing to focus on, not like mostly we did going to yeshiva, we sit down and we open up the Sefer just to understand it. To understand the Chap. To understand. To enjoy. To argue. All of that is wonderful. But that's all <coughs> later on. What's the mindset? How is your learning going to make you closer to Hashem? Because we see that people can learn for years and years and it doesn't make them any closer to Hashem's Bach. It doesn't make them any closer. Everywhere you go, you don't have to. It's not necessary to bring up uh, sad stories. But you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't necessarily make a person close to Hashem. It's not like they're. It's not like the yeshivas are putting out lots of chavetz chaims these days. You know what I mean? It's not so pushed. Just if you learn a lot, but it doesn't make you close to Hashem necessarily. Why not? It's a teres Hashem. It should be making people close to Hashem. So of course, explaining. It's not enough to want to understand what you're learning. It's not enough to love what you're learning. It's not enough to be thrilled and excited what you're learning. You, the act of learning must be an expression of a Jew's <coughs> desire to do God's will. Period. And so it is with every mitzvah, including your shower and the shavuot That the little act of kindness that I'm doing right now, by by putting the by putting the little these little cookies in a certain order, or to make the watermelon bowls, or whatever you're doing. This this thing that I'm doing right now, this thing that I'm doing right now, should be something. It should he rots and it should be your will. May it be your will. I want to do your will. What's your rots? Your rots is that I that I. is a that I be misamech this person, whether it's my brothers by mitzvah. Or, or be to help, to help my friends prepare, to help my parents prepare. When it comes to taking care of a child, how different it would be if a parent would stop and would say, "What's this? The Ratzon Hashem is the Ratzon Hashem. You want me, Barshalom. You want me to, 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 you want me to love this child. You want me to nurture this child. You want me to give to this child. 
I, I'm, I'm doing this not because it makes me feel good to be a, a mother. Not because it makes me feel accomplished because I have kids. I'm doing this because it's your will. Then the act of raising children can make you close attention. But otherwise it doesn't have any effect that it could make a lot of people get further and further away from Hashem because of their kids. It makes them crazy. Get further away from Hashem's work. It doesn't make you closer to Hashem. Because it's not tied up with the Ratzon Hashem. That's what he's explaining. The main thing to focus on is not just to understand a piece of Torah. I'm learning in order to fulfill the will of Hashem who wants me to learn His Torah and to understand His Torah. And if there's a piece of Torah that doesn't want me to understand, the guy that's on the Kabbalah, or some girl that decides she wants to be a Talmudist, so then, so then Hashem, then don't, then don't help me out. Then it's not for me to understand. Then I don't, then I don't want it, and I don't need it. It's not for me. Haskola shemisnatekes mehagish. Knowledge, information, intellect that becomes detached from emotions, from hergish, this is much of what's happening in the yeshivas, pure intellect, academia, that detached from the hergish of a Jew, the feelings, the healthy feelings of a Jew, which our babis and zaydis knew, and they they drank in their mother's milk, that the whole tachlis of being a Jew is to do the Ratz Nashem. And therefore, you didn't need to have, you didn't need to call the Paisik, you know, uh, am I allowed to go to this show? Am I allowed to go to that club? There's a certain hergish that a Jew has that is not the Ratz Nashat. That doesn't give the Rosh Hashanah that you go there. If that's what you care about. If your entire Yiddishkeit is a matter of information and understanding, so you'll find some place that'll say that that's okay. Most likely, you dig hard enough, you'll find some place somewhere that seems to be saying that you could do that. But if you have a natural, healthy, Hergish of a Jew. And your entire life is always with the question, what's the Ratz Nashem? What's the Ratz Nashem? You have to ask a Shaila about that movie. You have to ask a Shaila about that, about that, uh, whatever, that uh, website. You have to Shaila, you have to call up a Paisik, you have to bother someone. You have to ask yourself, is this the Ratz Nashem? It's a natural, simple Hergish of a Jew, a feeling of a Jew. But if your entire Yiddishkeit is a matter of the intellect, so then you find yourself asking all kinds of funny questions. And at least you're asking questions. You might not even ask questions. You might just come to the conclusion based upon your vast knowledge of halacha, which consists of reading three pages of some questions and answers in the Jewish press. You might decide that this is permitted or it's forbidden, whatever it might be. Could be, could be not. It all depends what you want. But if you're worried about the rods in Hashem, what does Hashem's Baruch want? That kind of life where the Haskalah, where the intellect is detached from the feeling, where it's not really a question of what is it that God wants. That's Hefeches Lios Haskalah Atmos. Then it becomes, it becomes Haskalah Atmos, then it becomes an end of itself. The end of its in of itself becomes 
Information and understanding. Information and knowing and understanding. Understanding with something without God's will, not being connected to God's will, purely for the sake of information, that comes from the tree of knowledge. And that goes to the last week's parasha. It's not the tree of knowledge didn't bring about good things in the world. The Eitzadahs. It's the Eitzadahs. You want to know? Why do you want to know? You want to know because you want to be smart. You want to be informed. You want to be well-rounded, whatever else. That's why. That's why you want to learn this Torah? Because of our scholar. Not that there's anything wrong, God forbid, with a person wanting to have tons of information. All of our lives we're learning. But there's always that Shlav Aleph. Shlav Aleph must always be with a Siyash to stop and to think. Is this the Ratzon Hashem? This is the Ratzon Hashem. And, and because it's the Ratzon Hashem, because it's the Ratzon Hashem, and that's why I'm learning Torah. Not to get smarter. Because it's the Ratzon Hashem. Now I'm asking you, help me to understand. It's your, it's your will. It's not because I'm trying to impress somebody. Not because I want to be smarter than other people. Otherwise, if it's purely a matter of understanding, then that's what that was other meaning from the tree of knowledge. It's very, very unhealthy to eat from that tree. It might make you smarter, but it doesn't make it doesn't make your life worth living. It's a chaim is good. The tree of life is the tree that we need to eat from. Not from the it's a das. It's a das only brought sorrows. The it's a das. Some of the most evil things in the world came from places that was the Eitzadas. Look what's going on on campuses now. On campuses in America, I'm not talking about in, 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 in the Mideast. I'm not talking about in Saudi Arabia. I'm in America. I was talking to, I was talking to a bacha who's, uh, who goes to college in Illinois. He was telling me that they have a huge, a huge pro-Palestinian thing in his university. And there's there's a, a, a there's quite a population of Jews and from Jews, they're partially afraid. These Palestinians have a, all kinds of horrible signs all over the place. Any Jew that tries to put up something for their meetings, the Arabs uh, tear down. They make uh, they make graffiti, and they have all these marches and these professors anti-Semites. And what was in Germany before the war? It's a das. All the big universities and the big professors. It's a das. What came from that? Knowledge without the Ratz Nashem. Knowledge without the Ratz Nashem is the Eitz In Gan Eden, the Eitz caused death. And it still does. The Eitz still causes death. One's own death and the death of other people many times also. That's the tree of knowledge. Haskala Shasibasa, he read Sanyasbarh. Learning for the sake of Hashem. Learning because it's the Ratz Hashem that you that's why that that's why that fellow shouldn't be studying Kabbalah if his teachers told him he's not ready for it. That's why that girl shouldn't be opening up a Gemara if she knows full well that the vast majority of great postings throughout all of history were opposed to it, even though she found some rabbi or some teacher that uh, told her that it's fine. She knows full well, and if she cared about the Rav Hashem enough, she wouldn't she wouldn't dare open the Gemara. I'm telling you straight. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to win any popularity contests. 
I don't, I, don't, I don't care if that's a popular view or not. But it's the truth. She wouldn't dare open the Gemara. Ah, uh, she wants to open the Gemara. Why does she want to open the Gemara? She wants to know God's Torah, or she wants to do God's will. The Bacha could open up the Kabbalah book too. Is that to know God's Torah, or is it to do God's will? If it's to know Torah, I'll go ahead and open it, even though, even though all of his teachers told him that's not the Gemara's Nashah. And he could also find it, somebody that says that, no, you should be studying Kabbalah. The same way that the girl could always find people who will say, you can study Kabbalah. Without going into the Halishan Halachan, so obviously it's a complicated Indian in Halachan. I'm saying, I'm not talking about it as a Kalal. In general, I'm not talking about a specific situation. I'm talking about in general. I'm not condemning any institution or any person. Or I'm just saying, as a Kalal, what is the motivation of the girl who wants to study Gemara? What is that? What's motivating you? A deep desire to do God's will, or a deep desire to, to fulfill her curiosity, and the feeling of, of somehow being able to be up to par or equal or informed or whatever else it might be, is the Ratznasha. Is that the Ratznasha? It'd be very, very hard. It'd be very hard to show that that's the Ratznasha. Very hard. But you'll find here and there different things. But it'd be very hard to, to honestly go into Yom Kippur saying, I feel one thousand percent. That I that I did that for the sake of Ratzon Hashem, as opposed to Fazich, for my own Ratzon, my own Ratzon, my own Ratzon. Just like the Bach of Elon's Kabbalah, that's his Ratzon. That means Hashem's Ratzon. And and when it comes to when it comes to doing other mitzvahs and Masim Toivim, or doing Chesed and so on, also to try to misyashiv that this is the Ratzon Hashem. If it comes out from there that it's also, you know. People are happy with me and they feel good about me. That's not the ikkah. Fine, okay. That's not why I'm doing it. I have to try to be mavara, to clarify, to be misyashev strongly in my mind and my heart that I want to do the Ratzon Hashem. And the Rav you want me to make this person happy. How can I make this person happy? I'll, I'll, I'll roll up my sleeves and I'll help. I'll help. And then you'll find that you'll be able to be helpful even in situations where nobody in the world sees you. And nobody will ever find out. And your name will never be mentioned. And you still have an unbelievable pleasure in doing something right. You know why? Because it's pleasing to the one who made you. Because your whole life is a life of Ratzon Hashem. And when your life is a life of Ratzon Hashem, then everything that you do that's good is the Hashem. Because you're closer to the Bariyayla. So then you'll find that something interesting happens. Sometimes it will be that any friend in the world calls you up. Chayla, Bela, whatever your name is. I'm stuck I'm stuck in the, my car broke down. I'm in Brooklyn. You're, you're sitting over here in Woodmere and Lawrence, the Farakway someplace. Do me a favor, can you pick me up? Of course. But but, you, but it could be that your mother asks you for some favor or some favor. A mother doesn't even call it a favor. Your mother asks you for something. Your father needs you for something. Or a little sister, a little brother, whatever it is, leads you. And it's not so posh. Because over there, there's no union of... There's no feeling of being reciprocated or appreciated. It's just of doing the right thing. But when your entire life is Yehi Ratzin, is the Rabbani Shalom's Ratzin, then you could have an unbelievable tamid, a pleasure and a delight. Now, that's the Tachos. It's a fringe benefit. You'll have a tremendous time, a tremendous pleasure and delight doing doing something for 
for, for a person who might not even acknowledge that you've done it. Which many people are hurt by that, right? And you do something for somebody and they don't even acknowledge it. That's the cause of a lot of pain. When you feel that you're doing something, I'm doing, I'm doing, and, and I didn't even get a yeshakayach. I wasn't even thanked. I wasn't even mentioned. It's a very painful thing for people. Not to be recognized. It's terrible. People get very hurt by that. And we should always try to, to appreciate and to, to recognize. But what happens if you're not recognized? What happens if you're not appreciated? I did this to do the Rasna Hashem. So then you could have, in a way, you could have a bigger, bigger pleasure in something if nobody finds out about it. Not that you do something and, and you're preparing something and no one's in the room and you're hoping, please, 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 Hashem, help somebody see me. Just one person. Because you know how it is. If one person sees it, it's going to already be on the emails and stuff. One, just that one person. Or you're crying someplace and diving in somewhere Maybe somebody will hear me. Besides Hashem. Maybe somebody will hear me. One person maybe will hear me. <laughs> so about this. It'll get out there somehow. You know, a big that I it's all called, in, in the Swam, these are called Pneas. Pneas means outside thoughts. And then it's sad because your whole life, you live to be able to get approval from other people and to be appreciated by other people people should approve people should appreciate I'm not talking about that but your whole life is your whole life you're snowing for approval your whole life you're waiting for someone to give you a compliment no you don't know such things you never felt that way your whole life you wait to get a compliment to someone to give you a yashakara to give you a pat on the back people live like that and if they don't get it they become very tzibrochim angry but when a person is learning for the sake of what of fulfilling Hashem's will of getting closer to Hashem's that's Chachma that's connected to the Bari that connects you it's connected to and it connects you and makes you closer to the Bari Makes you closer to the Creator. Haskolot taheres she'ena mishabeshes as das adam lahafreich lamaskil. This is pure. This is this is pure haskolot, pure learning that doesn't confuse you and change you into a person who's just a brain without a heart, without a hergish, without dvekis Hashem. And that brings you into the Kedusha of Torah. You know, Torah, the holiness of Torah has such a power to change us, to transform us. But we have to want that to happen. Depends how you learn. If your learning is to gain more information, to be smart, but without the Ratzim, without always thinking about this being the Ratzim Hashem and wanting to be connected to the Ratzim Hashem, and all of the amazing things that Torah can do for a person don't, don't necessarily happen at all. And, you, and then you're wondering, I'm not, I've gone to, I've gone to 10,000 shirim. I still have the same Yetzirahs and the same Narishkeit. How many shirims can I have to go to? Until I become a tzaddik. At what point does a person become a tzaddik? How many shirim? You have a tape library with 17,000 tapes. 
and you listen to to to, to already ten thousand of them, you think by that time you're going to be a big tzaddik, no? Lavdavka, not necessarily. But you can have another person who never heard a tape at all. I could barely read a pasuk Chumash Rashi. But the pasuk that he learns, that she learns Chumash Rashi, like our grandparents, our great grandparents, is filled with the Banish level. The Rosh Hashem. And you could be Dovak to Hashem, there could be closeness to Hashem, even though the person doesn't understand exactly what he's saying. And now you can take a, you can take a million classes. You can take a million, there never so many shirim like before, never so many swarm like before. But like I always say, but to get to get a, a, a Jewish woman to sit down with a tzanarana the way that, they, that our grandmothers used to and our great-grandmothers used to, it's not so easy now. You could get, you get people that could major in tzanarana studies in university. They're, they're taking a major in tzanarana. But I, I mentioned many times in the past that my father told me that there wasn't a day in his life when he was a little boy that he could think back to ever falling asleep without hearing. He would always, when he, whenever he was going to sleep, he would always hear his mother saying Tzanarana. That's how he went to sleep every night. It wasn't a big house. He didn't need to have an intercom, you understand? But that's how he went to sleep, with his mother saying Tzanarana. That's what was going into his ears when he went to sleep. She said it with a certain megan. And she used to get excited at different times. You know, that the power was getting beaten up. And she used to get all excited sing they had certain tunes they used to sing it in yiddish and hungarian it's amazing she never she never went to seminary she didn't do a year she was never not a year then she didn't go on to stay on as a madricha it's unbelievable how is that possible she never went to seminary how is it possible that she had such a shyness to the yiddish guy? imagine where did that come from where does it come from so, of course, we always say, well, it's the culture and society and all that stuff. That's, there's something. There is something. But this is really the Yisait, is Yiddishkeit without the Bernstein, without the Ratzmashan, is empty, it's dry. It's scholarly, it's scholastic, it's interesting, it's informative. It might even be exciting and fun under the best circumstances. But to get you closer to the Bernstein, no. That doesn't do it. To get you closer to the Bible. is filled with Kedusha. And the Kedusha of Torah changes a person. It should, it should work. The Kedusha of Torah has the power to change a person's life. But in order for that to happen, it has to be the Torah that's connected to the one who gave us the Torah. And the way to learn Torah is with that Hiratsan. Why am I learning right now? Because it's, it's the Ratsan Hashem. Why am, I, why am I keeping Shabbos right now? Or specifically, why am I, why am I making Kiddush now? Why am I not going, why am I not going to, out uh, to the store now? Why am I not going shopping? Why am I not going to school? Because it's the Ratsan Hashem that I, that I keep Hilcha Shabbos, that I not do any Malachan Shabbos. It's the Ratsan Hashem. It's a simple sentence, but it's not it's not easy to live that way. 
If a person does, then he's nichlohu b'kedusha shebet tayr. Then you become connected to the kedusha of tayr, and the tayr can do all those things for you. Leirak b'askelos, not just the intellect of tayr. The intellect of tayr can make you very smart. There are a lot of smart people that do, that do bad things. Being smart doesn't mean that you're better. Kichol sha'adam Isaac b'tayr yaisel l'shma, page kuf hey. The more that a person, the more a person learns Torah for the right reason that we're learning now, for the reason that we're learning now, in order to do the will of Hashem. Not just because of my own personal desire and interest, in gaining wisdom. But in order to do the Vatsan Hashem, Hu Yoisa Karvlan Nakuda Hapnimis Shalatar. That makes you closer and closer to the inner point of Torah, to the inner point of all Yiddishkeit, and to the reason that Hashem is both gave us the Torah. Which is Hashem giving us Himself. Anoichi, as you know, Chazal teaches, the letters Aleph Nun Chaf Yud, the first letter of Anoichi Shem Kechas, is Hashem says, I, my soul, I have written to you, written here and given to you. Hashem has given us Himself when He gave us the Torah. I'm giving you myself. But if all you want is the information, so then in the information you don't get Hashem. You get very interesting information. Probably the most interesting information in the world, but you don't get Hashem. Just like the the Bacha that's sitting down to learn Kabbalah. He might be getting a lot of information, but he's not getting close, he's not getting Hashem. Or the girl that sits down to learn Bad Gemara, she might be getting interesting information, but she's not getting Hashem. Because not the Rosh Hashem. We already learned. Shakol in Yanayinu B'dvarim Shonavadavim Khan. Rav Shavuot says, I already made it clear from the beginning that anything that I'm writing about in the Sefer that we're learning is not, I'm not interested in making you just, I'm not, the point here is not just to make you smarter. That I have something, some interesting idea, some thesis that I'd like to present to you. That's why I mentioned it in the the Chabura on Erev Shabbos, but it wasn't by Rav Kook. I think I mentioned in the, I'm pretty sure it was by, by when they were learning the, from the Ish Kardish and the Pisats. It says Yeratzat on Thursday, the Pisats. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I mentioned it that, that, that in that Chabura that, that the, the one time the Rabbi, the Ish Kardish, that one time he was about to give a drasha and lots and lots of people would, would push into the, this medrash because he was an unbelievable, unbelievable speaker. His drushes were unbelievable. And people were coming to hear his drushes. I'll tell you right now, you're not going to like this story because a couple of guys didn't do that. So I'm warning you. So they were, they were pushing in to hear the drusha. And the Rebbe was about to start and he turned around. And then he said this. And you have to remember he's the kindest person, the sweetest person. But he said a strong thing. He said, 
You came here to have a drink of beer. I'm not the glass for you to pour your beer into. And he turned around and he didn't give the drush, he walked away. So a lot of the guys were upset. Oh, a couple of the guys told me they were upset about it. What, 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 what was the Rebbe saying? The Rebbe is saying this. I began this chesidus with a couple of chavah, a couple of chesidim, a couple of my father's chesidim and other yidim that came to go on a journey together to get closer to Akadosh Baruch That's all that he was about, to get closer to Baruch I didn't I didn't come here, and I'm not standing up to say Torah for your listening pleasure. I'm not your glass of beer. You want some beer, go find it someplace else. That's what he said. So the reason that a couple of guys said they were upset about it, so like, it's so bad if a person goes to hear shit, like a shmuz, right? So I said, I mean, let's say he's not going for the best reason because he wants to close to Hashem, but at least he's going to hear some Torah from a tzaddik. He's not going to the ball game. He's going to hear Torah. So what's so bad? So of course the Rebbe didn't talk like that all the time. But there must be there must have been something in particular that he saw in the eyes of a lot of the Chavra that they weren't there for the Rabbanishon. They were there for him. For his drasha. Because he was exciting. I was I once spoke to I once spoke to my wife's uncle about this. My wife's uncle learned in Krach Sidon by Rebelli Lapian. You heard of Rebelli Lapian? And he said, you know the difference, because we were talking about, this goes back, this conversation was probably around, uh, must be 25, 30 years ago, we were talking about some mashgiach that was giving over a shmuz in Yushalayim, we lived in Yushalayim at that time, and a lot, a lot of people were going to this shmuz, and I also used to go, in Bayat Hagan, I used to go to the shmuz. It was like, a, I guess they were called nowadays, it was like a happening place. This shmuz of this mashgiach was like happening. And and I loved it. It was great. It was great. And and uh, my wife's uncle was there. Not not the shmuz. When we came back, they were visiting something. I don't remember exactly what. We were together, and he asked me how was Rav, how did it go by Rav so and so? You went to the shmuz? I said yeah. So so he asked me how was it. So I said it was gewaldic. It was absolutely gewaldic. It was brilliant. It was gewaldic. So, so my wife's uncle's a big Talmud so he said, like made a face. And said, eh. So I, I thought it was odd. Like he wouldn't ever say anything bad about the Mashgir. It doesn't mean eh. Like he was like uh, being levatal the shmuz. So I said, what's the eh? So he said, when I was your age, I would go to, we would go to his shmuz from the belly lapian. And if someone would ask me afterwards, what was by the shmuz, I couldn't answer because I was busy sobbing. Because I was so broken that I wanted to become better from that shmuz. It wasn't a matter of how geschmack the shmuz was. It was my wanting to change. And our trying to grow. And to come closer to Hashem's and better Jews. And you go to hear shmuz like you go to see a yank again. It was gewaldic. I mean, the whole shmuz is basically telling us that you know to do tshuva. So it's so gavaldik, <laughs> you know, it's gavaldik. <laughs> so when we used to listen to Rebellia, we were so caught up. 
Rebel, you didn't say such fancy shmuz like that, Mashkiach. He's no longer alive either. Rebel, you didn't say such fancy shmuz. He said more simple. More chavis chayim dikli. But the, the kalim, the kalim that wanted the Ratzon Hashem. So, when you want the Ratzon Hashem, so then the words of Torah, they turn you, they turn your, your kishka is inside out. When you're coming for a glass of beer, that's what the Pius Hashem is saying. I'm not, your, I'm not, I'm not here to be your, your, uh, your Thursday night entertainment. This is something that I saw so clearly years ago. Many years ago, I used to give shiurim in Hebrew to Israelis. To Israeli balichuva and non-religious, but uh, on their way. Like I used to give this in Queens many years ago. In Queens and Brooklyn, I used to give shiurim to So, you know, more than half of them was father, shechev, some of them Ashkenaz, but they're all Israelis. You know what it was with them? Screaming and yelling. Sometimes one of them pushed the chair at me. He was so angry with me. In the middle interrupting me, unbelievably rude. I never enjoyed giving over terror as much as those days. In that little shul in the basement with those guys yelling at me. I would yell at them and they would yell at me. One of them once squared me, it was the whole thing. It was like three in the morning. And everybody was there with like three people. He wasn't going to hurt me, but he got a little worked up over yelling. I'm just yelling back and forth. But it was, it was unbelievably real. Then, I, I, then some time went by and I was giving shirim to American balichuva or potential balichuva. He used to live in Lindbrook. There was a whole chaver we had there. And uh, in Queens also. When you give Americans a schmooze, when you're done, like after an hour and a half of pouring my heart out, it was like, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> Same, like cheering. Or clapping like, like a night at the opera. I don't know what it felt. I felt like, that's why I'm, that's why I, that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm doing this. When I used to do the Israelis, they were screaming and yelling and then, and then they were fighting with me, and the next day they went to buy tefillin. And if not the next day, then they were still yelling at me, it would take longer, or maybe not at all, until some other time or some other person would, would be able to work with them and, and more and explain to them better than me. But it wasn't, it wasn't a show, it wasn't a glass of beer. You go with Americans, it was like this. They had a nice night, like the, they had a night out. It's cheaper than the, it's cheaper than Broadway. You go to see here, and here's some guy saying all oh, the Jewish things and so on. It's nice. Of course, there's Yidin and the Shomer, there must be. But it's so different. It's so different. I used to, when, I, when you talk to, I was talking to this Israeli chaver. So their Rav used to sit there because he always told me, tell them, tell them that television is evil, they're going to all go to Gehenna. I said, I don't talk like that. Gehenna, man. She says, tell them, tell them, but why should tell them? I said, I said, I don't do that. It's not the way of all something. And, and, I, and I, I couldn't do it. You know, it's not, not my way. And I'm standing there and I'm, I'm trying to dash into them. And all these Israelis. And I'm dashing into them. The whole time, the rub's sitting there in the first row. He's going like this to me the whole time. 
here, when, when you talk, and when you talk to Americans here, or you have, like, with the short Americans, there's always somebody saying, careful, careful. <laughs> don't go there. Don't talk about television. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. What is that? No, don't say that. I thought about it many times. The special the father should have by them the moon is stark. Very strong amuna. The mother's then father's davening very stark. Didn't have this Indian. They didn't have such a music of Torah without the Barishon. One of the reasons is because the Bechlau were mostly uneducated people. Very bright, but where they came from, they weren't going to universities. They didn't have this concept of just studying for the sake of getting degrees. It wasn't part of their lives. When they went to learn Torah, it was because they didn't, and they want, and they want to know about, you know, what am I supposed to do with my life? It wasn't because, you know, I'll take notes and I could, I don't know what, get a degree and uh, pass... Um, some tests and put up on the wall that I'm a professor of Judaism or something. They didn't have that music. They didn't have universities. They, these were people that weren't part of that world. So when they came to hear a Shia, it was for one reason. We're Jews. Let me hear what you have to say. In other words, what's the Ratzon Hashem? What's the Ratzon Hashem? I may back and accept it, maybe I can't accept it. But, I'm get, but it gets me worked up. It's not a, it's not a night at the, at, the, at the opera. It gets me worked up. I care about it. Not, it's not just a muscle in my head, another shear. I don't care about it. These people don't care about racking up shear and having a, you know, that they have to show on the resume and, and the orphans get married that they went to, they went to, you know, they, they went to 150 shear and they have a collection of Rabbi Friend and Rabbi Reisman's tapes and they don't have to show anything on the, on the resume. They're just Jews. And, they, and, and if someone could tell me the truth and explain to me why that's, why is, why this is something that God wants of me, Okay, here I am. He named me. And you could talk to Americans. from hide this morning, like they say. You could talk for it till you're blue. And come back, and they keep on coming back. There was this guy, but after a while, he then he used to come to us for Shabbos a lot. In those days in Farakway. I remember because I heard from him. Amazingly, I heard from this guy two years ago. He told me I began to some kind of terrible sorrow with some with somebody, and I, but I hadn't heard from him in many years. He used to come to us all the time. There wasn't a slightest progress in his Yiddishkeit. Shabbos and Shiurim, Nachas Shabbos and Shiurim Gornish. And he loved it. He used to love it. He enjoyed everything with it. Shiurim, Shabbos, Mirus. He nothing. It was all like... In the end, he went back. When he was finished, he went back to his, his shiks to his girlfriend. Nothing. She had more of a haggish than him. I had to speak to her too. I tried to get her away from him. Paul, his name is. I spoke to him two years ago. <laughs> he called me and I started yelling at him again. I haven't spoken to him in 20 years. So what's the matter? What are you, what are you doing? You, you, you keep something? You, you daven? You keep any mistress? What is it with you? He's already by now. He's already 50 years old. We're garnished. Nothing. Crafting. It's great. I love it. I love it, Rabbi. It's great. I read this book. I read that book. Oh, it's great. I love it. I go to this class in Manhattan. And, and nothing. Nothing. It's a, it's a, that's what the peace has was saying. I'm going to fill your glass of beer. He wasn't saying that, it's, of course, it's better to go to a Shia. Just like for Paul, it's better to go to a Shia than somewhere else. It's better to go to a entire if you hear something. It's better to be with you. Of course it's better. But the Rebbe gave that one time. He gave that, at least the one time that's written in the, in the safe. He gave that to 
It's like if we would have come to Maimon HaSinai and there would have been thunder and lightning and then we would have all turned around and left. So we're just there for the thunder and lightning. You don't want to hear what I have to say? You're not interested in... Just what? For the special effects. It sounds very, it sounds very, very extreme. But we have to, every single minute of our lives, think about it. The Ratzon Hashem. I'm doing this because it's your will, Hashem. It's your Ratzon Hashem. And that's what Rosh is saying here. I didn't, I already said at the beginning that I have no interest in writing something for Haskalas to make you more informed. Which was, it doesn't mean that I'm not saying things that are in, that are informative, that are not, that don't have intelligence in them. However, the reason that we need to learn these things and to try to put them into practice, that's all it is, because we have to try to be to be better Jews. And to show Hashem that we're searching for Him. We want Him. Not because it's, I like it, it's interesting, but we want Him. Only the outer garment of what this Sefer is about, of course, is with information and concepts and ideas. But that's not the tachlis of these things. The tachlis is Vakoshis Hashem. The, the tachlis is, is Kirvis Hashem. And when a person learns with that tachlis always in mind, or does a mitzvah with that tachlis in mind, then that learning and that mitzvah will over time, the, the learning in the mitzvahs will bring you more and more and more into that parasha of kirvas Hashem, of closeness to HaKadosh Baruch when every mitzvah becomes a pleasure, and every davening and every piece of Torah becomes the biggest, biggest pleasure in a person's life, when he starts to feel the tamid, the joy of kirvas Hashem. And Hashem will continue.